Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Maeve Marsden, and you're listening to Queer Stories. In November 2019, Nayuka Gori guest-curated a Queer Stories event at the Melba Spiegel Tent, hosting it just four days before giving birth to their beautiful twins. Nayuka is a Gunai Kurnai, Gudich Mara, Wiradjuri and Yorta Yorta writer who's been published widely. They were a Wheeler Centre Next Chapter recipient in 2018, and they've written for TV, including Black Comedy, Get Kraken and The Heights. Oh my God, hello. My name's Nayuka Gauri. I curated tonight. Tonight's an all-black lineup, and I'm really, yeah, I'm really, really excited to be able to do this. So thank you all for coming. So next up, we have Tarnin Onis Williams. Tarnin is a Yigar, Gunajamara, Bindal, Yorta Yorta, Torres Strait Islander person, and a member of the Warriors of the Aboriginal Resistance. They're a writer and currently work at the Victorian Aboriginal Legal Service, working and supporting incarcerated and criminalised black women. Let's give it up for Tarnin. So just recently I was in Dubbo on Wiradjuri country and I met an auntie, um, her name's Annie Pat Dolan and she's a proud Wiradjuri woman and she was a grief counsellor before she retired which was five years ago. I met her at a lecture I was doing at the university. She mentioned at the lecture that she would show me around the next day and I thought that I was flying out early but it turned out I didn't and I did like the country thing. I contacted somebody who knew her and got her house, like her phone number from her house and gave her a call the next morning. And she asked me to meet her at a cafe called um, Lavish Cafe in the mall outside of Woolworths. She told me about Dubbo and the community and about God. Although I'm no longer religious, I felt safe with her. Um, She reminded me of my grandmother, Janie Williams, who passed away in December 2012. I really miss her all of the time. Every time I look at a photo of her on my bedside table. Beside this, when I was sitting there with Auntie Pat, she had lots of people coming up to her and saying hello. They're like older people, I think people even older than her, saying, hey, Auntie Pat. (laughs) This reminded me of hanging out with my nan again. And while we were hanging out, I kept holding back tears. And through the warm day in Dubbo... She showed me her hangout spots where she'd go and read and I met her daughter and her grandkids and she talked to me about the love of her mob and all the incredible work that she's doing in her life. She dropped me off at the airport and we sat together at a glass table. Auntie Pat had a coffee and me, I was eating a cherry ripe. Eventually my plane got called and before I boarded, Auntie Pat's warm, soft hands grabbed mine She looked, like, it felt like she looked into my spirit, but she looked into my eyes and she said something along the lines of, look after yourself, love yourself, and you hold a lot of grief. 
And all of our mob hold a lot of grief, but you can do it. And since meeting Ani Pat, I haven't stopped thinking about grief and how it's transformed for me. And as I was writing this, I was sitting in my bedroom and I was looking up at the mantelpiece. And I thought of my grief and I thought, my grief is like the ornaments on this mantelpiece. There's hair products, plants, matches, Polaroid pictures, my boyfriend's tea, Kulaman from Japarun country. And I add flowers into the Kulaman and that, like the flowers are held by a small basket that I wove of punyip grass that we say, that's what we say down home in Gunjimara country. And I weaved it at a protest against the forced closures in 2015. This is a place of storage, like my body feels like a storage for grief. I'm only 26 and I'm holding my grief like native title papers. <laughs> and for any black people in the room, they're everywhere. With every death of a family member, young people taking their lives, black deaths in custody, people going to prison, childhood friends back home being murdered, people with addiction and poor mental health, grieving the person you were before a violent relationship, and people I love having their bodies harmed in ways that I don't ever want to hear again. This grief is all around me and my community. And for the record, I just want to state, I really like processes. I really like, you know, one, two, three step. Sierra, you know, one, two, three. <laughs> but with Ani Pat's prompt, I'm trying to work through the process to process my grief. And fuck, I sound like such a weirdo when I say that, but it's true. But it really reminded me of this time when I went to my therapist when I was 22. And she told me I had PTSD. And it's like, okay. And I asked her, how long does it last? And what can I do to fix it? I really honestly thought there was just something, but there's not. And I really wanted the easy answer. And I wanted the steps to go through and get over it, but with PTSD it doesn't work like that, as I found out, but neither does grief. But there are seven stages of grief, so that gives me something. So, one, shock and denial. Two, pain and guilt. Three, anger and bargaining. Yes. Four, depression, reflection, loneliness. Um, five, the upward turn, six, reconstruction, sorry, and working through, seven, acceptance and hope. And on the description for these on the website, it said, once again, it's important to interpret the stages loosely and expect much individual variations. There's no neat progression from one stage to the next. In reality, it's more just looping back. Or the stages can hit at the same time or occur out of order. So why bother with stage models anyway? Because they're a very good general guide of what to expect. Fuck me, like, are you serious? So I'm really pissed now that, you know, grief isn't linear. It's up and down. It goes back and forth. But I'm pissed that, like, you know, being black, this grief is constant. There's always something. And I really wanted something straightforward, you know, like antibiotics, Four times a day, three hours before food, four hours after food, even though I'm really fucking shit at that too, but, you know, whatever. It's, it's something. It's a guide. It's instructions. Um, but you get my point. So I wondered which way to apply this grief and which stages. And I thought, oh, should I collate them all, which I thought was really dramatic. 
but really I'm black and I'm gay, so it's kind of suited. <laughs> but seriously, I started to think about my grief and the moments that I've shared, these da the darkest moments um, of, and it's been with my family and my community. And although grief is horrendous, there are elements of it that bring us together. And I thought of a few joyous moments where you aren't usually allowed to have those happy moments. But I think that blackfellas, we always do. And um, one of them was, I brought these like sketches, which I'm wearing tonight. I love my sketches, but these ones were like gray, sparkly strap over heels. And they're like what old women, older women wear. And my cousins, I was wearing them every day because my Achilles are really bad. And I was wearing them to the hospital to go see my grandfather while he was dying at the hospital. And this is in 2017, uh, 2015, sorry. And my cousins teased me, like, about it the whole time. <laughs> and, you know, there's sometimes now that they bring it up now and it's, like, you know, four years ago and they still tease me about my sketches. And I was like, fuck this, I love my sketches. Um, and then there was another time as well. It was around the same time and... Me and Ayuka went to 7-Eleven and it was when my grandfather was dying and we were down, walking down the alleyway in Richmond and these white women heard us and they were drunk pissing in the alleyway and they wanted to fight us and so we were just like running through the alleyways to run away from them and we were just like, oh my God, this is so funny and like the shoes were so good to run in as well. <laughs> so, you know... Thank God for sketches. Another funny moment was during my uncle's funeral last year, uh, Nayuka's father, Nankiri's father. They're, you know, like we're a religious family and the pastor's face um, when Gangsters of Paradise came on by Tupac, <laughs> he had his hands, his face in his hands and we were just like, I was just like laughing. I was like, this is so inappropriate but... Fuck me, his ears are burning right now. And he, you know, he really wants God now. More joyous moments were crying in the kitchen with Nankiri at 10 o'clock in the morning after a big night out, Just, you know. And another one was sipping UDLs in, like, this December sun after my grandmother's funeral. And my uncle, he lives in Ballina, and we were all sitting at the front in his front yard. We were drinking and we were crying and we all had our island shirts on because they're Torres Strait Islander as well and my uncle, like, lots of Murrays, they get the, the guitar out and everyone starts sitting around and singing. So that's another jo joyous moment where there's not supposed to be joy. Another one is after something really bad happening, if someone passing away, it's going into VARS, like the Victorian Aboriginal Health Service, and going in there and getting a hug from Aboriginal women, like, that's massive. And those are, like, the joyous moments when community come together. It's me and Mariki organising really fucked rallies. Like, not fucked, but, for, like, organising for shitty things. But I always love our conversations after because we'll be on the phone for, like, three hours laughing or not talking at all. And um, that's, like, a really joyous moment because, like, there's that... You know when you have that person where you can call up but you're not really talking to them, you're just there? It's like that support and I really love that. Another one was when me and Jermaine were really cooked one night at a house party in Abbotsford and I was like, oh my God, Jermaine, I booked tickets to NT, you should totally come. <laughs> and it was just after his nun had passed away and I was like, you know what, fuck this, it's like three o'clock in the morning, 
we're cooked. And I was like, I'm booking your tickets right now. And so I booked his tickets to the NT. And we had the best holiday and we're twerking on rocks and all this shit. It was really fun. Another one was, which is really bittersweet, um, it was me and my mum. We were at her brother's funeral and we had to leave early from the, to go to the hospital because my sister was in labour with my nephew and we had to go there to go welcome um, my nephew. And he's one now, so he's just turned one last week. So it was like another joyous moment where like everything's so sad, but we we're just like happy and laughing and crying and all of these emotions. But we're just really happy that, you know, we have my mum has a new grandchild and I have a new nephew. But these moments I've spoken about tonight um, have broken me again and again. And I'm sure this will continue for the rest of my life. But I think it's about who you've got along the journey is what matters. It's about being around your family, and this includes your chosen family. It's giving help when you can and swallowing your pride and accepting the help and love you deserve in your darkest moments, even though you didn't give a fuck about yourself. It's about being honest about your feelings and sharing them with others to build trust, care and love like community taught us. We need to carry on the legacy of caring for each other as black followers do. But one thing I love about being black is laughing. And I think of what Audrey said just a couple of weeks ago. She said to us, you can choose to be miserable or you can choose to laugh. And so I choose to laugh. So thank you. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and follow Queer Stories on Facebook for updates. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.